Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Desmond Jordan from House of Gains out of Bergaw, North Carolina. What's going on, Desmond? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm good, man. I appreciate uh, y'all having me out here. So I'm doing real well. Of course. I'm excited to have you on, man. Excited to talk a little bit about what you have going on with your facility. House of Gains, I, I really like the name, and you just started about three years ago, correct? So pretty much a couple months before COVID, is that is that correct? Yeah, we started, uh, well, actually uh, a full year before COVID. We started February 2019, okay. and then okay. we were forced to shut down March 20, uh, 2020. Cool. March 15, cool. 2020, yeah. Okay, so let's not waste any time here. How, how did you get started? What is it that made you want to start with owning your own fitness facility? So I'm from, uh, I'm originally from Rocky Point, North Carolina which is right here about eight miles from Burger. I'm from a small town. I grew up playing football, basketball, baseball, running track, playing all the sports, played them all in high school, had a lot of success. Went to college, played football, went overseas and played football. And one of the things that I never had here in my hometown was a training facility that I could go to to become a better athlete. So my daddy was forced to try to train me, you know, the coaches that I dealt with. I had good coaches, so I was fortunate in that and that aspect, but I realized when I came back from playing football overseas, it really wasn't anything that I wanted to do that interested me, but I wanted to give back to my community and I wanted to give back to kids that were like me. We didn't have a lot, but we, we had talent. So we, so in order to give back, I wanted to open up my own gym to give them something local that they can go to that would help enhance their abilities, but also help them on their journey to get to where they're going. So that's how I started. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So kind of natural progression here, right? You started as an athlete yourself, played football, played football overseas, and then came back home, decided to start your own fitness facility. And, and do you specialize mostly in athletes? Do you do any type of general fitness as well? So we, we specialize in sports related training, but I also specialize in fitness training too. So we have a lot okay. of fitness clients here too. And, you know, I've just moved over into the world of powerlifting, and I'm having a lot of success in that. Uh, as a pilot to myself and then we have a lot of members on the whole squad team that are having a lot of success we just went to nationals had a 19 year old win junior national win nationals as a junior i myself won nationals as a deadlift champion but took third and full power so we're starting to have a lot of success with that too awesome Now, now that's perfect to lead up to this next point desmond i would love for you to give your own elevator pitch of house of gains and the services that you guys offer All right, so uh, House of Gains is a community gym, a family-oriented gym. We are a gym that believes in giving back to the community. We're a gym that believes in helping families. So the way that we do that is, and the way we go about that is, I'm a firm believer in giving time is more important than giving money. So we do one-on-one training for kids. Kids' prices are $10 a session for one-on-one training. I make sure that there's no excuse for why a kid can't come here. So we try to make sure thing, everything is affordable, but we're all about the community and giving back to the community. Awesome. Awesome. So you're offering 
mostly private training. You also have an open gym concept as well. That leads me to my next question about how many members are you currently serving right now? Uh, right now, we are currently serving uh, between one-on-one and open gym members right at about 75. 75. And what do you push? What's like, uh, you know, the concept you push most, right? Are you looking more to, to, to grow in the private training aspect of things or in the open gym memberships? Uh, both. both. I think both are equally important for as far as sustaining the business. Okay. Okay. So you're sitting at about 60 members right now. I do always like to ask, is that a number that you guys want to stop at? Or are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces? No, 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 no. Trying to hit the gas and, and see new faces. We are, uh, there you go. Always looking, always looking forward to meeting new people. That's one of the, one of the things about me is I love meeting new people from uh, everything I've done from going overseas and stuff. So I enjoy meeting new people. So I'm always looking to uh, get more people in here. I love it. I love it. What What's like the, um, I mean, I guess goal number for you, right? What, what's that number to where, hey, this is a membership that I want to get to where, you know, we're more profitable, we would help more people make more revenue. What does that look like to you? So uh, I would like goal membership wise, as far as uh, open gym members, I would like to get to that number of 100 to 150, just open gym members. Okay. And when it comes to one-on-one -on -one training like this, as long as we can provide the service as many people as possible. But if it gets to the point where we're not providing a great product, then controlling, keeping a controlled number is what matters most. Yeah, right. I mean, there is such a thing as growing too fast or not being prepared for growth, right? And, and you don't want to, you know, water down the value that you're offering, the product that you're giving your members just in the name of, you know, let's get some more memberships in here. So- right. That's important as well. And so, okay, so, you know, you are sitting at that 60 member mark and you are wanting to grow just a little bit. What type of things are you actively doing right now to aid that growth process? So right, right now it is uh, word of mouth advertisement. Uh, we do a lot of social media advertising, like I'm on a lot of different platforms, yeah. but one of the things that I've been pushing right now is, you know, and my mind is kind of, uh, what I would tell them is carrying the gym on my back. So as, as I become successful and more successful in USPA powerlifting, it's kind of helping put the name out there. So people are starting to see that growth there and it's allowing us to be on another platform so people can see that. Yeah. And I mean, word of mouth is always huge, especially when you're building that, that steady baseline of members, right? The people who won't leave. Um, and, and it really shows proof of product, proof of concept that the value that you're giving um, you know, your clients is there, right? For the fact that they're willing to refer friends, family, coworkers. Um, are you able to track how many leads you get per month through word of mouth? Uh, right now, we don't have a way of tracking how many leads we get per month. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. And that's okay too. I, I always just ask because, I mean, not tracking numbers isn't a bad thing. But I mean, at least in my opinion, you know, it just gives you a rough estimate of what to look at, what's working for you, right? right? Um, and, and word of mouth, that's like a downside too, is that it's hard to track, uh, you know, where those members are coming from hard to scale just because, you know, last month you were able to get four, four or five members off word of mouth. Doesn't exactly mean that the next three months will look the same. Right. Um, 
And how about social media? How does that work for you? Is that more so like organic posting, just posting a lot of content? Uh, posting a lot of content. Majority, uh, well, one of the things, majority of the things I do is every day I make sure I post the workouts I do every day. So that's one of the things to do. But yeah, just a lot of, a lot of posting. Yeah, that's badass too. How, how long have you been powerlifting for? Uh, one year. One year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Look like a natural at it. Are well, you going to be competing at all? Well, I just, uh, so my first competition was March, 2021. Then I, um, I did four meets last year. I just did my first meet this year, which was drug testing nationals and, uh, took third full power, but took first in the open deadlift. There and so my, my next meet will be August 27th at my high school, Heidi Trask high school and Rocky point. And then North American championships in November in St. Louis. Awesome. Awesome. Congrats. That's a, that's a lot of training too. I'm sure. Right. Oh yeah. Every day. Every day. Okay. No cool. days so, so even, I mean, touching back at least on, on growing members here, have you ever tried any type of like um, paid advertisements like Facebook ads or Instagram ads? So uh, no, I have never tried any of those. Not that I don't want to. I just have never tried any of those. Yeah. What's, what's held you back from that? Is it more so like just, you know, timing and, and, well, uh, with one-on-one -on -one training, you go through influencers like, so when kids are in in season, it's kind of down. We do a lot more fitness. When kids are out of season, we have a lot more kids. Like, so when they're out of football season, we have a lot more football players. When they're out of basketball season. So as they get out of season, we have an influx of kids. And it goes back to what we were talking about before. The product, as long as we can keep presenting a really good product for the amount of people we have. It works, but I just don't want to oversell and we get so many people in here. Right. That the product is, is taking a hit. Okay. Okay. And as far as how many leads would you say that you get on a weekly or monthly basis? Just, you know, random people who walk in through the door that are, you know, interested at least when you have going on. Uh at least at least five to ten five, five to, 10. to ten a week yeah and what would saying videos of their their kids of kids like their parents of kids oh i heard such and such comes here i, I want to sign my kid up so yeah yeah that's awesome that's awesome w would you like to see more than that number or is that more so a number that you're comfortable at where you're growing steadily the way you want to or would you rather have you know more leads coming in well, no, nah, I would, I would, I would rather have a uh, a lot more leads coming in. Okay. Okay. Now, um, did, have you ever thought of? Well, first, you know, I I do like to ask just about your sales process here, right? So, sales process, quote unquote. But but just if me myself, if I were to walk in to your business, right? Maybe I heard about you from a friend or a family member. I'm interested in what you have going on. Um, what's your process to turning me? you know, from an interested lead into a paid member? Uh, so normally when they come in, one of the processes is uh, we're I've probably maybe the only gym, but we're one of a few gyms that do not do sign-up fees. So if you're open gym, regular gym membership is $20 a month. Don't do sign-up fees. We do, uh, of course, we do uh, waivers, accidental waivers and all that stuff, but we don't do the long-term contracts. We're month to month mm. when it comes to the open gym membership. Okay. And then when it comes to the one-on-one -on -one training, like I said before, we make sure that it's an affordable price that you can afford. It's a 
like anything, it's a bill that you're acquiring, you're adding it to your, your bills, but it's not a bill that's going to kill you. And it's not a price you can get anywhere else. Right. Yeah. Have you ever, or how big is a team? How big, how big is your, you have other trainers, right? Or maybe. Oh, yeah. One? Okay. Yeah, I have other trainers. Yeah. There you go. Awesome. Do they help you with like the whole sales process of turning people into paid members? Or is that something that you like to focus on yourself? Uh, no, they don't help me with that. Yeah. Uh, it's not something, it's something that I, I do. I take on because, you know, this is my business and I started, but it's definitely a, a process where we're getting to where we need to get to a point where others are taking on that responsibility too. Right. Right, right. I mean, that's just one of those things about, you know, starting a business and wearing all the hats. And I think it's a skill within its own to, for yourself as a business owner, to, to look at the things, all these responsibilities you have and be able to focus on the ones that, you know, not only move the needle forward most for you, but that you're the best at and that you yeah. do really good at and then pass those other responsibilities on to someone else. What are oh, yeah. the, some of the things that you look at where if, you know, you're like, hey, I, I'd want to hire someone at least to help me with this aspect and this aspect. Uh, well, one of one of those things would be this aspect that we're talking about right now sales. about um, sales, clients coming in, them actually uh going through the paperwork process, going through the whole process of pricing, and like that would be one aspect. Like for me, focusing on the actual training and the actual goals and like that's but yeah sales sales for sure yeah that, that's more your bread and butter the being there um you know on the floor in the community and whatnot right right okay, okay. awesome and, and let's see so if you could wave a magic wand here right Let, let's say a magic business wand um and, and have your business be in the perfect position that you want it what would that really look like to you like the the perfect house of gains well, it would be uh so the ultimate plan is creating a house of games um mega complex. So at the house of games mega complex, we have the ability to do our own uh teams, pop warning teams, AAU basketball teams, so our own fields, own basketball court, along with being able to do the open gym and just a bigger a bigger space to be able to give more to the community. Okay. Awesome. And what do you think are some of the the milestones or, you know, boxes that you have to check so that you could get to that point of, you know, graduating, moving to a bigger facility, having, you know, the different programs that you want? So uh, I think it's I think it's a few things. Of course, financially, you got to be able to purchase certain things like uh, more land bigger building but also one of those things is the path i'm on right now the more i am able to grow in powerlifting and kind of put the brand out there for people to see the more feedback we get more investors we get the more we get coming back in to help grow that yeah yeah and what do you think is like the biggest bottleneck that you faced as a business owner right you're three here um, what, what do you think is the biggest bottleneck you faced as far as seeing, you know, at least the type of growth that you want? Uh, I would say the, well, the biggest thing is, I mean, I opened up a business and the pandemic happened. Yeah. Yeah. And no, so no. go ahead. 
with the pandemic happening, one of the biggest things was just fear. You know, once we were able to start coming back in, people were very fearful of coming back into spaces and being around other people with masks on. And then when they started taking the masks off, some people didn't want to take masks off, some people wanted to wear them, but it's just the fear of them being around people. And then now that the pandemic is kind of dwindling down, one of the biggest things is my own fear. The fear of, you know, the unknown. Like I've been here three years, so this yeah. has made me comfortable, but not being comfortable and taking that next step, which is stepping out there, doing numbers to the fact where, all right, this is what we're going to need to do monthly to make this building work. And just, just that fear of the unknown. Yeah. It's one of one of my bottlenecks. I think that's what's holding if anything is holding the house of games back right now, I would say it's my fear. I've been kind of successful for three years at this. If I go one more step, will that continue to grow the business or will that kill it and make me lose it? This is just that fear. I think that that's really like powerful and self-reflective, right? I think that's very common for a lot of gym owners to, to and business owners in general to almost, it's, you know, a mix of fear and com complacency, right? The things that you're doing are working right now. And it, you know, taking it to that next level does take a leap, does take a big risk. Um, how do you think you get past that fear? Uh, I, I think, oh, one of the main things of getting past that fear is, uh, when you get to a certain point in business where your business is growing and it's getting to the point where, like you said, it's a lot of hats for one person to hold. You got to be more trustworthy and you got to kind of give somebody something and trust them mm -hmm. to go ahead and take it the next step while you do something else and then give somebody else something. So just uh, got to be more trustworthy in that aspect. But also just um, when I opened the business, I stepped out there. I didn't know how it would go and just continue to move in faith. That's all. Okay. And, and we know what you want for your business now, right? Desmond, we know you obviously have a passion for not only your members and community, but for yourself and your own path down powerlifting. Um, and, but for you, what is it that you want from your business, right? What do you want the business to give back to you and your family? Uh, I, I want the business to to be able to uh, provide a lifestyle that my kids can be proud of, that they can see and they can say, all right, my daddy came from this. He put the work in, he built it up. I might not want to be a gym owner. I might not want to do what he did but they see the work up and they have an understanding that no matter what I do, I got to put everything into it to get the results out of what I want. I love that. I love that. And I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode, Desmond. But before we do head out of here, please give a shout out to your website, your Instagram, Facebook page, um, just so the listeners can find some more info on you and your gym. Uh, so on Instagram, Desmond.Jordan.94. On Facebook, it's just Desmond Jordan. On my TikTok, on my Snapchat, it's Desmond Jordan32. On all those platforms, but 
Instagram, Desmond.Jordan.94. And, you know, I got to do this. If I don't do this, they'd be mad at me. But we have sponsors, Fat Daddy's Pizza, AJ Murphy's Trucking, Dion Lee's Bell Bomber, and my cousin Tony has a cybersecurity company, Baseline First Security. So appreciate all of them. Yes, sir. Shout out to the sponsors and make sure you check them out, you guys. Desmond Jordan from House of Gains out of Burgaw, North Carolina. I appreciate you once again. And as for the listeners, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Gin Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero, and today we are joined by Hugo and Miguel Gonzalez from Reborn Fit in Salinas, California. Guys, what's going on today? We're pretty good, man. How are you? Doing great. Appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, Cool story. I'm looking forward to talking to you guys here. Let's dive in. So Reborn Fit, Salinas, you guys have been open, uh, what, pushing 10 years now, which is awesome. So congrats on that, first of all. Thank you. Let's go go back in time, uh, 10 years ago or so, maybe even further. You know, when you guys were thinking about doing this business, where is your mindset at from a a goal perspective and, like, the reason why you wanted to do this? Well, you know, to to be quite honest with you, like – everything started with a, with a school assignment, you know, like I was in, uh, in Sacramento at the time, okay. you know, one of the professors, like they, he asked us to, um, to advertise ourselves either as a personal trainer or as a facility, right. Nice. Hugo was here in Salinas at the time. And I call him up and I'm like, Hey, Hugo, you know what? Like, I have to do this. What do you think? Like, should we go for it? Should we wait? I mean, we're both for personal trainers. And then he says, you know what, like, let me think about it. And um, next thing you know, he was already working on the whole thing, like, you know, permits and this and that, finding yeah. a place. And that was, I mean, essentially, that's how everything started with, with an assignment, right? Because, I mean, we knew that we wanted to be in the fitness industry, but we never thought it was going to happen like that. You know, it was so fast. And just to think that it, everything started from, a, from an assignment, right? Like, it was, it was kind of crazy. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And, and, and from that point on, I mean, we were like, you know, if, if, if we are serious about the commitment that we want to, that we want to put into personal training, I mean, we had to do something about it. And we always talk about this, you know, it started with an assignment, but the craziest thing about how we started, how everything went from us is like, we call it a $700 dream. Everything started with uh, qualifying $700 credit card from a Dick's Sporting Goods. And, uh, and from there, I mean, everything, everything went on from there, you know, we got a squad rack. We, we just maximized those 700. So right. that's right. You know, yeah. we got a couple of dumbbells, one of those, they, 
don't know if you remember those adjustable oh, yeah. uh, plastic yeah. dumbbells that you put like the 25 and then the 10. Yeah. Yeah. So we had, we remember we had one of those. We had a BOSU ball, a squad rack, and uh, I think we had a, a medicine ball. Okay. So that's that's pretty much what we, and a few resistant bands. That was kind of yeah. like where, yeah. where we first started. Um, and then from there, we're like, you know what? We need to be creative with our training. We need to maximize our imagination, our ability to become the, the best trainers that it could be at the moment. Right. And yeah. uh, with that being said, I mean, that's how we, we set our goals, right? We were like, okay, we're going to start small. We don't have to start a, a, a big, we, would, we didn't want her to be in debt. That was a thing, right? right. right. Coming from a, a background where we migrated from Mexico, we, we were broke at the time, you know, we were like, we were, we're broke. So we're like, we don't want to be even more broke. If right. that makes sense, yeah. right? Sure. Sure. Um, and yeah, I mean, with, with that, I mean, that's how we started. We kept our values in, in mind, you know, that's what luckily to this day, we're still continuing to, to build upon those values that we have that led us from a $700 uh, credit card to now being a six figure facility, yeah. knowing that we had the ability to do it. All we had to do is just put in the work, yeah. um, create value and trust within our community and finding the uh the right approach necessary to to get to where we wanted to be and that's not pretty much how how we went on how we started that's awesome i mean yeah 700 bucks i mean that's incredible you guys started with that and have grown up to where you are so obviously congrats on that uh hugo miguel talk us through that first space that you guys rented what was that like why did you choose it uh any particular reasoning behind that well like my it was uh it was actually a hair salon right so my nice. mom is a stylist yeah so the the owner she had this small room it was probably like 10 by 12 10 by 18 feet right i, I can't remember exactly yeah. and um ugo got the idea he's like hey what if we ask her to um to lease that place right yeah so that's how pretty much everything started you know we were inside a, a hair salon hair place salon. right so awesome. so <laughs> it was um it was not what we envisioned right but we knew that at the moment that was going to be enough for us to to get a feeling for what we wanted right yeah and um and yeah like i mean i think we were there for like uh close to a year close actually a year, you yeah. know and yeah. the crazy thing about that place was like i mean obviously the place was small right, right. so we were taking turns so like let's say ugo had a session at 3 p.m yeah. And then he had to get the, the place ready because my next session was going to be at 345. So we were alternating the, the whole place. So that was pretty interesting because, I mean, yeah, we managed to make it work. And that's mm -hmm. the most interesting part, you know, because um, and that's something that I appreciate. Yeah, he's my brother and everything. Right. So, like, we have pretty good communication. But just the fact that we were able to um, work it out, like, from yeah. that toughest position, it was we, like we knew that we wanted to make it but we didn't know if we were going to make it, you know what I mean? Sure, but sure. we knew, like Hugo said, like, you know, keeping our values like close to us, we knew that something good was going to happen, you know? And, um, and that's why, like, we kept working, we working. And I mean, we always say, you no, know, we ambition, we hustle and we conquer, you know, we see the picture, we see where we're going to get and we're going to hustle until we conquer it. Right. And, and that's something that we've been, um, we've been working on and, and, and after that, I mean, like Google, like Google mentioned, like, you know, we moved to a to another location and then like where we at now, mm -hmm. you know, no, definitely. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it was crazy. You know, it was, it was a crazy story. I remember we, 
at the point where like, okay, what, what are we going to do to pay rent? Uh, that, right. Even though it was a small location, right? But we're like, okay, what are we going to do in order to, to make sure we're every month we're, we're paying rent. Right? right. So we just got, we, we had to get creative at that point. We were like, okay, how about if we trade training for rent? Right. So we talked to the owner and, and yeah, I mean, we came to an agreement. We're like, okay, you know, we can, we can provide it with this service, personal training. Right. She Actually, luckily at that point, she was looking for, for a personal trainer. So it seems like timing was per, so perfect yeah. that at that point, we, we just had to, like you said, hustle, right? We, we went yeah. on, uh, we talked to her and she's like, okay, we agreed to it upon that. And luckily, I mean, we, we were able to, uh, to make that happen. Thanks yeah. to, uh, to training, thanks to uh, her and, and, and to our community, you know, because they've been very supportive from the beginning, even awesome. though knowing that it wasn't not like the nicest uh, place at the beginning, they were there for us, you know, they were there uh, since day one. And to now we, we even have clients currently that are still training with us, you know, from they, they, they've been through this, wow. uh, the whole process from yeah. like when we first started to now. Right. So they've seen the growth, right. And, and, and when you look back, you're like, man, you know, we, we truly appreciate our community and our clients for, for everything they they've done for us. Cause if it wasn't for them, I mean, we wouldn't be here. I mean, our goal and, and our, our vision was there, but if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be here. That's for sure. Yeah. That's, I love to hear that guys, such a really good story and how you started and moved. Now, when you guys moved to these, let's talk about your current location now, right? So we know how, we know how this thing started and, uh, how you grew, putting that hustle, putting that work, which is highly commendable, right? Now we're in a, a big space. What made you choose this current space? Was that still location or was it now based more maybe on your model and where you guys kind of want to take this business? I mean, to be honest with you, Austin, like we've been yeah. through, <laughs> we've been through hell when it came to like, just trying to find a place, you know? It's hard. It's hard, man. Yeah. In the previous location that we were like the, the thousand square feet one, um, yeah. our lease was up. Right. And like right. the, the, the rent went up like pretty high. And we were like, yeah. you know what? Like, I mean, we do know that we need to grow, but we're not willing to pay that much rent for, for this place. So let's go ahead and look, look up for, for something. Right. So like we went out and, and we found like what we thought was the perfect place. Right. right. Um, but then, out of nowhere, the, the, the lender, she said, you know what? Like, I don't want you guys here. I don't want a gym. So like, just go ahead and like, go and look for something else. And like, we thought we were, we're not going to have a place to actually to train our clients, you know? And um, next thing, you know, same thing. Like, you know, Hugo's the lucky guy here. Like he was driving by, by, by downtown and he sees the place. He calls me up. He's like, Hey, should I, should I give the, 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 um, the lender a call? And I'm like, go for it. He sets an appointment for Monday. On Tuesday, we're already doing the whole paperwork and wow. boom, that's how we landed here. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, so yeah. like, yeah. it's like Google mentioned earlier, like, I think the time was just perfect that things just happen. Like, you know, for yeah. things happen for a reason. Right. I agree. And, yeah. and, and that's how it happened. And who was, who would have thought that this was going to be like the best thing that ever happened to us? You yeah. know what I mean? In terms yeah. of like clientele and things like that. I mean, like just the business in general, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah it, was, it was crazy. Yeah. And also like the crazy part was like, we, we moved here. It's going to be three years now. Yep. And uh, when we signed the lease, I mean, we made the big move. I mean, we, we made a huge investment here. COVID hit, you know, that's when that's, that's like, I think we were here for in the past two years and a half, 
we were here what for like, so like it was crazy because we like so we moved here in november 2019 okay mm-hmm. sure. so 2019 so we literally work inside the place for like three months because we like that's when like the whole restrictions happened we had to close down mm-hmm. we didn't work whatever right so what we were able to start working again i, I believe it was in june or july mm-hmm. so from june and july all the way to so june 2020 i believe yeah yeah all the way to september 2021 we were working outside in the parking lot wow. so we were paying wow. rent for a place that we couldn't even have access to because of the whole restrictions right yeah um obviously like there was a lot of limitations right like like right now like per class for instance right like we can fit like probably like up to 22 people right when we were working out in the parking lot it was like 10 people so there was a lot there right so it was it was crazy just to um to adapt to the change and not only that like i mean i'm always gonna go back to the same thing ugo mentions how our 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 clientele has been always there like they've been for there for us right Right. that was a perfect example mm-hmm. like they didn't let us down in in those tough situations we didn't yeah. let them down in, in in the situation as well so it at one point it was like literally like we spent a lot more time working outside right. than inside yep so i believe was- yeah covid was crazy in california different states obviously different restrictions uh but yeah man i've heard that story so many times now it's crazy uh and again to make it through that is huge and your clients obviously you guys are doing such a good job your clients are staying there, you know, through all this stuff, which is, which is awesome. On that topic, guys, marketing, getting people in the door. What are you guys doing currently? What have you done as far as like your marketing philosophy and strategy just to get new people on the door on a regular steady basis? Honestly, like when it comes to like marketing, we, we don't spend a lot of money on marketing. Okay. Like we don't do any, everything that we do is more like word of mouth. There's sure. a lot of referrals. Like we, yeah. we, we get a lot of referrals from our current clients. Nice. Um, yeah. Once in a while we do post uh, an ad on, on Instagram or Facebook, but I think the last time we did that was uh, probably like a year or two ago. Yeah. So we, yeah. we luckily we haven't had the, uh, the, the urge to, yeah. to do that, you know? So we've, we've, we've stayed pretty busy at, uh, to the point where it's all word of mouth, you know, we, we've done a lot of uh, community outreach as well. So we've prior to COVID, we're doing a lot of, uh, you know, with, with different organizations, we were, we were going and uh, doing a lot of like kids training. We were doing, uh, you know, when it comes to like this events that they were having, they were calling us to, uh, to do the fitness aspect of it. So that's kind of like how we've been getting our our name out there. And also um, when it comes to like the soccer as well, I'm I'm pretty involved in the soccer community. So that alone, just getting your name out there and, uh, and just partnering with, with other, with other professionals and other organizations. I think that's the, that's the best way to market yourself. Uh, It's free marketing. I mean, you don't have to uh, pay much. It's just, it's just being smart on where you spend your money when it comes to marketing. And I feel like if you have a good service, if you have a, a good, uh, a good approach when it comes to fitness, you give the results. I mean, clients will come, will come to your door just by, by knowing that you care for them, knowing that what you do and, and, and the, uh, the impact that you can create in their lives, that's yeah. more than enough to, to build that, the trust and value. We always, we always go back to the trust and values. Like how can we create trust and value within our, you know, clients, our community, 
and based on that, I mean, that's I think that's our best marketing that we can yeah. that we've seen in over the years. No, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, word of mouth big, right? I've, I've read something like a service business like ours, you know, we get half the new members in from that word of mouth. So obviously huge. And like you were saying, Miguel, getting out there in the community and talking to people and building those partnerships and relationships, massive, right? So uh, Hugo, you told me off air before you guys are coming to this crossroads, right? We're going to get the goal being like a bigger space or multiple locations. Um, let's talk about that for a little bit. So great problem to have, you know, what are you guys near capacity? Do you think in your current spot? Is that why that thought process is kind of going there? Yes. So that's yeah. where we, that's where we are. You know, now we're at that point where, you know, clients are, are calling us and we're like, okay, so we need to figure something out for the reason that, I mean, we're, we're booked, you know, we're, yeah. we're now at that point where our motto is kind of shifting a little bit as far as like, you know, we talked about semi-privates, right? So that's yeah. one, yeah. one form of training that we're incorporating more often for that reason. So what we're doing is, uh, in order to maximize the time, in order to maximize the uh, the place, but not losing value of our training, you know, not because we want to grow fast. That means that we're going to, what's going to be affected is going to be the training and the, uh, and the results that we're going to be providing. So right. once the one approach that we're, we're shifting into, uh, into take is that semi-private meaning that, okay, we can get three, four, maybe five people coming yeah. to the, you know, at the same time, right. but uh, everyone having their own workout. So accordingly yeah. to their goal. So if, if you come in and you want to build muscle, you want to lose weight, you want to do more athletic training, whatever the goal is. So we designed the program specifically for you. So when you come in, we have your program, we have that workout ready for yeah. you. Right. Um, and, uh, and that way you can continue to uh, work based upon your goals. And then, mm -hmm. and it's not just a general workout that, okay, you come in, you do the workout and then you leave. No, we're, we're still present, right? The, the, uh, the trainer is still going to be present at the moment to help you with form, to help you with any questions that you might have at the moment. So that's kind of like where, where we're shifting at the moment in yep. order to maximize this, this current location. And, uh, and we're seeing that slowly we're, we're getting to that point where, okay, we got to think about, you know, what we're going to do in, in, in the following year or two years from now. So it's whether they're going to be opening a second location, whether moving to a bigger spot, Right. Um, but what we don't want to let go is this current location because it's, it's, it's a prime location here in Salinas. It's right in downtown. We have a lot of visibility, a lot of traffic. It's, it's a great location. Um, so that's, that's, that's a dilemma, right? We're like, okay, sure. we, leave, yeah. we might lose an opportunity here. Right. So it's like, okay, what, what are we going to do? So we're, we're thinking we're debating on, on what's going to be the next step, right. but still we're, we're keeping our, you know, our initial goals in, in mind. You yeah. don't want to, again, grow too big to the point where we cannot help our clientele the best, the same way we've been doing it for the past years. Sure. Yeah, it makes total sense. And uh, yeah, I do love that small group training model. I think it's a, I think it's a win for everybody. You know, we can charge more per hour. Uh, we can make more per hour as a trainer and for the gym. Clients can pay less, but get more people. And can, like you said, uh, you go make it individual, which is great for them. So it's, uh, I think, the best of both worlds. Um, so yeah, great place to be, guys. Obviously, deciding what the next step is. Awesome part of this life cycle of a business. From like a retention standpoint, we get people in, that's hard enough, right? We want to keep them happy. What is like the life cycle been like for you guys with your clients, you know, since 2013? Do you see any kind of trends? How long do people normally stay for? I'm sure you've had people there for all nine, 10 years, right? Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. I think for the most part, like, I mean, I think the average is three months, right? So like it takes people like kind of like three months for them to, 
I guess to realize, right? Like, I mean, right. is this what, what I really want, you know? And we try, like, this is what we tell the clients, right? Like, we want to teach you as much as we can so you can do it on your own, right? Like, I mean, if you want to stay with us for nine, 10 plus years, whatever, go for it. I yeah. mean, we'll be happy, right? But yeah. our goal is to share as much knowledge as we can possibly share with you so you mm-hmm. can go home, go to the uh, a box gym or things like that, and you can do it yourself. That yeah. way, you're going to help us. With, uh, you're going to help with our purpose, right? Which is encourage more physical activity in the society because, I mean, that's the, like especially like, how the obesity rates are and things like that. We can't do that job alone, right? Right. So that's that's the approach that we have when it comes to the training, right? We're not just here to show you the exercises. We want to teach you, right? And I think that's something that has helped us over the years because people learn when they come to us. So we want to be the resource for them, right? It's not only about, hey, you're going to do three sets of squats. This is your your percentage. No, no, no. We want to teach you why we're doing the things that we're doing. That way, once you go out on your own way boom there you go so like yeah for the most part let's say three three months whatever like you know they try it on their way by themselves they yeah. know that do they still need some help so they come yeah. back and like i mean on average i want to say that most clients spend like between two to three years with mm-hmm. us you know nice. like that's been like the 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 average so far yeah. um but it all depends on on, on the goal right it all, it all depends on the on the person right as well sure. And not only that, like the, the financial status, I mean, right? Like, I mean, we just mentioned how Salinas is, it is a low income um, community. Right. So right. not everyone has a, the, the privilege, right? To be, hey, you know what? I'm going to hire a personal trainer. So right. that's why, I mean, we try to keep our prices affordable because we want to help them out, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, quick fact, like we opened nine, almost 10 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We haven't changed prices since then. Okay. We haven't. Okay. Our prices are still the same because we want to help them out, right? Like, I mean, again, like we, that goes back to, to me mentioning how we want to be the resource. We actually yeah. want to help. It's not only about, um, uh, I mean, money is important, right? It's essential, yeah. but I don't think it's everything, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, sure. for us, it's more of like just being the example for the, for the community, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's something that it's been helping us a lot, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, money's a commodity. Obviously, we need it to you know to serve people and to grow like we want to now. Great people are saying for years. I love it. You know, I think that's awesome. I'm sure you guys have some members that are that can spend that extra money, right? So we can kind of send them from the group to the PT or to into nutrition, kind of layer on different services. What does that look like for you guys? Like as far as ways to increase average revenue per member for those folks that that can do that. So yeah, we. Recently, we started offering the uh, a package of nutrition, uh, counseling, and uh, training. Okay. So okay. we've been doing a a it's called nutrition made simple. Yep. Right? So that's that's our approach. Is I guess if we're able to make nutrition as simple as possible, right. then clients are going to be able to commit to it, right? I mean, let alone nutrition, it's it's very complicated to understand. It's a it's a hustle, right? It's a hustle to to fully commit to that. So. Uh, we're bringing in that approach of, of creating a program where we can allow you to, uh, to make nutrition simple and then combine it with exercise so we can maximize your results. For, so for those folks that you said, you know, that are privileged and, 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 and uh, are able to, uh, to commit to a greater package, I mean, we, we offer that. It's a six-month uh, program okay. where we focus on training three times a week 45 minutes, uh, personal training or semi-private, depending what, what works for you. And, 
and personalized uh, meal plans. So within those meal plans, I mean, it's very specific to, uh, to your needs. So it's tailored to whatever you are looking for, whether you're looking to sex amount of uh, pounds, whether you're looking to build more muscle, whether you're want to increase your performance when it comes to, uh, you know, being an athlete. So that package is allowing us to, again, increase the revenue uh, yeah. month to month. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, that, that, that program alone, it's uh, for six months, it's, it's a total of, uh, so you pay 550 a month. Right. So you, you okay. get, uh, you get yeah. the best of both worlds. Right. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, that, that's something that we've been incorporating now more, like more often yeah. and, and, and it's working pretty well. You know, it's like it, the response yeah. that we had from, uh, from that community is pretty, it's been pretty good. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, and, and, and that's, that's where we, we talked about at the beginning, you know, incorporating both worlds yeah. when yeah. it comes to the, the fitness and the nutrition and, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much where we're, I love it. Yeah. I think it's a great service, man. Because like nutrition is such a big part of getting people healthier, you know, and it's, it can be super confusing if you don't know, if you don't know what to eat, how to eat, when to eat, all these sort of things. Uh, Hugo, what would you say, how many percentage wise of, of members are taking advantage of that service right now? So right now we have a total of, uh, we can say, about 15 to 20 clients nice. Nice. taking advantage of uh yeah. of that currently and and it's yeah. it's uh so the thing with with that we open enrollment every month or so nice okay. so what we do is like we only take five people at a time yeah. so for the reason that again we don't want to grow so fast that the service decreases so we want to make sure that again the the services yeah. that we're going to be offering is going to be top Right. Um, and, and every so often we open enrollment for just, uh, five, five people, five clients, whoever takes those spots, we take them through a six month transformation. Nice. And then, uh, later on, once we get those five people going and they're, they're, they're said, they, they have, uh, you know, all the tools necessary to continue and move on. So we get another five people. So it just kind of like, it keeps going and going. So we started this program, uh, it was like five months ago. Right. So that's been kind of like the cycle that we've been doing. And throughout those six months, I mean, doesn't mean that because you already have the tools, that means that we're not checking in on, you know, it's a, we're doing, when it comes to the nutrition, we're checking in every, uh, every two weeks, whether we need to make any adjustments to your nutrition, whether we need need to, uh, whatever we have to do, um, we make those adjustments because based on that, I mean, we just, we don't only focus on, on the nutritional aspect. We also focus on your environment, whether you have high stress levels, you have high, you know, high your energy levels, gastrointestinal issues. So based on that, your program is also designed. Okay. So depending how your environment is changing, then the program is adjusted. And then that's why we, we keep it at a, just at a five, five uh, client per month basis. And then we'll just, we'll continue to grow as, as, as we go from there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I think it's a great service to offer. Now, a couple of questions left for you guys. Uh, Miguel, Reborn Fit, next 6, 12 months, we kind of talked about big picture goals, bigger space or another satellite location. Where's your guys' main focus here next 6 to 12 months uh, from a growth perspective? Maximize those semi-private sessions, right? Okay. Because, like, okay. nice. um, I mean, being realistic with you, I feel that um, – we're not going to make that change anytime soon. So right. if anything, we're going we're gonna to probably give ourselves another three more years or so, yeah, right, sure, sure. Um, to, to make that happen. You know, because, I mean, again, we like Google mentioned, we want to make sure that we take advantage of the opportunity that we have, be, right. like, here, right, because since being a, a prime location. But then at the same time, 
I do feel that we still have a lot more to offer here. Right. And I think that making another commitment of like three years or so, I think that will help us grow even more as professionals. Yep. So we can even give more to those, to those clients. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, cause the ultimate goal that we have is, is to create a wellness center. Right. Like, I nice. mean, that's, that's been, that's been the, our goal, like our initial goal. Right. Um, we want to be the, the facility that is going to offer uh, physical therapy, that is going to offer nutrition, that is going to offer like um, uh, all these types of like, you know, like just uh, health related um, 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 topics, right? Because again, like there's nothing like that here in town. Like, I mean, realistically speaking, like the closest facility like that is probably like an hour and a half away from Salinas, wow. right? Okay. Um, and like Salinas is such a um, fuel worker based community. So like, we do see the, the, the need for us to stay and just mm-hmm. kind of like help them out even more. Right. Like when it comes to that, to that, to that sense. So that's the, the ultimate goal, right? Like, I mean, grow to the point on the we're in which we can provide all those services to all these people. And like, I mean, why not make it like, a, like even more affordable, right? Like, I mean, get grants or, or different things yeah. so we can be there and just help them out. Right. Um, but yeah, like, again, like I'll, I'll say like another three more years or so before we make yeah. another big step. Yeah. yeah. No, it makes, makes total sense. And yeah, the goal of being to help as many people as possible, which I love. Uh, last question guys, from your perspective, where do you foresee? So been doing this nine, 10 years, right? What is the ideal like life like for you as business owners day to day? Is it being in the gym all day? Is it hiring a team, growing a team behind you? Where do you kind of foresee success or, you know, the ideal day kind of set up for you as owners of Reborn Fit? I mean, it's the ideal day. Um, I think that, yeah, I don't know. What do you it's, say? What will be your ideal day? I mean, what we're doing now, I mean, I wouldn't change it for anything. Okay. I mean, yes, we have uh, long days. You know, we start at five in the morning. We don't go home until 8 p.m., 8.30. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, five again, to nine, man. Yeah, but, nine. but it's, a, it's a hustle that I wouldn't change for anything. Nice. You know, yes, I mean, it's uh, working with your brother makes things much easier. Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, there's the <laughs> little moments where disagreement and everything, but at the end, we both agree to be the this version of ourselves right. when it comes to the business right yeah. families that's a part the moment we're at the gym so we are business owners right we are yeah. business partners and uh, we're gonna do anything and everything that in our hands to uh, create that ideal day that pleasant day that it's not gonna be negative right because yeah. if we create a positive environment we are gonna be able to uh to give our best to our clients. Cause at the end of the day, it's what can we do for our clients to yeah. allow them to be their best version, yeah. right? If we are our very best versions at the moment, we can help our clients become even better, right? And creating, honestly, just that hustle that we, the, that fire that we have for, for this industry, for personal training, uh, it, it's more than enough to help our clients also achieve that success and optimal health that we want. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, it would be nice to probably work less or whatnot, right? Maybe hiring a bigger, bigger um, team or, or we can oversee just kind of like how the place is going to be running. Right. right. Which also right. that's the ultimate goal a few years from now. Right. It's, sure. it's uh, it, your body takes a toll, you know, working five to eight every yeah. single yeah. Monday through Friday. Um, 
but honestly it's like being here it's just like it doesn't feel like you're working it just feels yeah. like you're just i mean it's it's a hobby it's a hobby that you're getting paid for and 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 pretty much you're like i just want to be here man i just want to yeah. be here yeah later on in the future that's the goal you know create a, a have a a a team of uh of trainers that think like us that have the same passion and ambition to grow and uh once we achieve that moment then we can not relax but we can we can take some some time off to just oversee what's going on but without without uh affecting the model and the values of the gym Mm -hmm. you know which which that's our that's our main concern we've always said you know we're going to hire someone they have to believe in what we believe they have to have the same core values that we do have in order to make this business grow because often we see that when when people start growing, they relax and their service decreases. And yeah. for us, it's like, we don't want to get to that point. Like yeah. people are coming for us, they're investing their money and, uh, and they don't want just a crappy service. They want the right. best things that they can because yeah. they're investing their money. Right. And, and, and that's pretty much where we see ourselves, you know, I love it. Yeah. I love what you guys are like basic client center, client focus is top priority, right? We want to serve them and, get them results and just be kind of a linchpin in this community, which I love. And I think it's, I think it's awesome. And guys, I think it's a beautiful place to wrap this up. Hugo and Miguel, thank you so much for coming on today. Where can the listeners check you guys out? Like website, social media, all that good stuff. Where can we find you? Yeah, you can find us at our website. It's uh, rebornfitlifestyle.com. You can find us there. Instagram, rebornfit, uh, Facebook, rebornfit as well. And uh, personal account, Instagram. It's uh Migi that I mean underscore Migi, underscore Migi seventeen and uh, mine is uh, Hugo Fit underscore ten. So that's where you can find us. Uh, we post a lot of uh, more in our personals, and uh, we do a lot of uh, you know uh, workout videos. We do a lot of nutritional. We do a lot. You know, guys are doing more rehab, and uh, I mean, you can find us there. And uh, I mean, it was great. It was great. Uh, yeah, I love here. it. It was beautiful. It was I love the story. I mean, starting with seven hundred bucks and making it to where you have is. No small feat, and I'm sure it's been a hell of a struggle, especially in the beginning, man. It's, that's awesome, guys. So, yeah, appreciate you guys coming on. We wish you guys the best of luck and continued success. Thank you so much. Yeah, appreciate it. the opportunity. Appreciate it. Got it, guys. Anytime. And uh, listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with gym owners who are in the trenches, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, 
Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of Advanced Basics Fitness and Nutrition in Sacramento, California, Mike Fernandez. Thanks for being on with us today. Thank you for having me. You are very welcome, sir. Appreciate you taking the time out of your day. I know you got a, a lot going on, got a little one you're chasing, but we're going to rock this thing out. So give us the lowdown. What is Advanced Basics Fitness and Nutrition all about? There's a lot in the name, but what does it mean to you? Yeah, a lot in the name. Um, you know, within that name, I'm all about the basics in fitness. Um, you know, starting as a person that started working out, you know, before social media, um, I remember when I was the only person I knew that worked out. Um, I remember back then it was all about the basic movements. Um, nowadays, there's a lot of, you know, smoke and mirrors. It's all marketing. It's all sales. The fitness has kind of been taken out. So he, at Advanced Basics, the whole point is to kind of like break all that up, kind of so people can kind of find what works and just, you know, eliminate what doesn't. So that is all the basic movements, your hip hinges, your squats, your presses, you know, all the stuff that's been around for, you know, since the silver, silver era of fitness, you know, the 1920s, 1930s, 1940s, well before pumping iron and all that stuff um, in the, you know, 70s. Um, but yeah, so I bring people in. I'm a huge proponent of nutrition. So it's like, I don't like training. I don't enjoy personally training for fun, nor I, do I enjoy, you know, people spinning their wheels. So I think a lot of people, they'll do one thing and not the other. So I try to just get everybody, and you know, I do teach mostly beginners and intermediates, try to get everybody um, to, to learn the basics of macronutrients, eating right, training right, um, just, you know, kind of how it sounds. Working on the basics with an advanced approach so that you're not just spinning your wheels, you're not working out, you know, for fun per se. Um, I don't think you, you know, some people do, but I try to get people the results and you do that with, with fundamentals um and consistency so you're applying modern techniques modern science modern equipment everything that we know but applying that to the same basic patterns that have been around for a long time not doing the you know posing for instagram you know wild novelty shit that probably doesn't get a lot of results but makes trainers think that they're smarter than everyone else or something different yeah. razzle dazzle you're you're no frills yeah no frills definitely no frills um yeah i've just i've just always hated that i mean i just because i know it's not the truth and you have and you know and everybody's you know that's just how it usually works for men we find a guy bigger maybe that has the look we want we think we could we could look that way and of course there's a lot of other factors genetics all that women do the same thing um, you know, I feel bad for both sides. I definitely feel worse for the women. They get kind of pulled in there. Um, and, you know, they're doing all these foo-foo exercises that, you know, just don't drive the needle. Um, you can get very far with, you know, even a home workout, just squats, hip hinges, uh, split squats, lunges, which is funny because they're all, right now, they're super popular, um, as if they're new. It's like, no, these are what, these are what people have been doing for years. And then, uh, you know, then, then everything came out and, you know, you put a good looking person in front of a camera, they'll make any exercise look like it's, you know, the tip of the spear. But in reality, it's probably the worst exercise choice for a normal person, for a normal person, an everyday person. Exactly. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. In the most applicable, non-technical term that I've heard this week is 
foo-foo exercises because I'm with you 100% because it's, it's basically, it, it's a lot of garbage. But yeah. if, if somebody has to cover up or they can't, if they can't do it on the actual substance and they need to find something, it's like, like you said, you take someone who's already fit, someone's in good shape, someone who's got a pump and you show them like taping 17 Frisbees that have super glued together and uh, somebody's chihuahua and they're doing kickbacks. You're like, oh, wow, look at those glutes. Yeah, right. pretty much, man. It's, yeah. it's terrible. It's really hard because that's your competition. Um, so it's like, it's not really... Even, you know, I have people tell me, Mike, quit. They don't, why are you worried about fitness so much? Just worry about your sales and marketing. And I, and I understand that. And that's why I tell people like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm kind of stuck in my ways, but I can't do that, man. I have to go to sleep with a clear conscience. I want to make sure I'm giving people, you know, the right information. You know, even if I unwittingly say the wrong thing, I'm, I'm going to try to identify it quick and like rectify it. Because, you know, a lot of people you don't even realize they're just going to, if you say the wrong thing, well, they take that like to heart. And they'll just, they'll go do that, you know? And there's a lot of people still doing that based on something they saw on Instagram. I, I feel like we're in the same boat in that, like, we're like the youngest grumpy old men possible. Oh yeah, pretty much. You know, it's like, how, how can you be like, you know, at a certain point, it's like, you're probably late thirties, somewhere around there, I'm guessing. Yeah, and yeah mid thirties. Mid thirties, right? And it's like, you talk about yourself like you're an old man, but it's like, Oh, you man. just feel like the time of, you know, the 50, 60 year old guys that are like, get off my lawn. And it's like, stupid exercise. please just come here and, and get some results. So give us a little bit of background on you because you didn't just wake up one day and open this place up. You've got some experience in the industry. What have those, what are the big milestones been there leading up to you opening this place? Um, you know, well, growing up, of course, played sports, you know, baseball, all that stuff. Um, I joined the military like in early 20s, around 21. And, uh, you know, fitness is, I've always been known for being like a fit person. Um, I was working out in high school, me and my, my dad would go to the gym, you know, every day, walk, walk his dog, go straight to, you know, here in California, went to California Family Fitness back when the machines were all chrome. Um, I pretty much remember being the only like kid there, like, or teenager there. You might have a couple pretty much just, you know, athletes, football players working out at school, but nobody working out for the sport you know, just for the sport. Um, and that's just what I did. Um, and then of course in the army, you know, everybody else is partying. They do their PT when they're off or drinking beer. Me, I'm doing my PT. Um, going to probably go, you know, go to the gym right after. Then I'm going to go try to get my meal in and then go to work. Um, and I, I pretty much kept up, kept up with fitness, you know, my, my whole life. Of course it varies, you know, Back then I was more, you know, I had did more running, stuff like that. But yeah, I've been in fitness essentially my whole life. Um, I actually got, I wasn't selected for California Highway Patrol when I got out of the army. Um, it was just, you know, law enforcement really impacted. It wasn't like it is today. It was really hard to get a job in like around 2011 to essentially these last few, you know, four or five years. Um, because people wanted to work back then and it was hard. <laughs> and then now nobody wants to work and uh, you could kind of get any job you want right now. But yeah, so, you know, when I got that D, it wasn't a DT, DQ, just wasn't um, selected. You know, it hurt my soul. I felt like everything I worked for was taken from me. Um, so I just decided, you know what, I'm gonna take control of my own life. I'm gonna do something that I'm already good at, um, you know, fitness, being fitness, because I was already kind of training people at that time. So in 2014, I got certified with ISSA. 
And I did my thing at some of the, you know, corporate gyms and it was just, it was all, it was just terrible. It, it was, you know, you, you know what you're charging them, you know what you're receiving. You're basically, at least back then it was like, you're getting minimum wage, um, but you're presented as a subject matter expert. It was just really annoying. Um, so I did that for a bit and then kind of, um, I went back to school, used my GI bill, like every, we all do, got my bachelor's degree, completely different, different field, same issue. Um, it was just really hard to get a job that wasn't like, you know, I'm not going to work my way up. I feel like, I feel like there's still some issues there. So I just took control and, um, I went, you know, went the solo, uh, independent trainer route. And I haven't, I haven't really looked back every once in a while. I'll consider it. And my wife will be like, dude, get out of your head. You're fine. You just got to find a way. But yeah, so I just been doing my thing pretty much since 2017, been independent, haven't held a, you know, a regular job since then. Okay. So since 2017 leading up till this year, were you mostly just subcontracting, renting space in other gyms? Like what did that look like? And what were some of the pros and cons for you? Like, being in other spaces. Yeah. Um, well, I'd say, I think it was about half of 2017. I was working at, um, a corporate gym still doing, doing like large groups. That's when I really noticed like the disparity in pay. And then I, you know, that's when I was, I wasn't really into the social media stuff. I learned about it and I learned about independent training, reached out to self-made, but yeah, so, so probably that back half of 2017, I, I, that's when I got into the independent training, um, which, which was, worked well for me. Um, I was paying rent at self-made training facility, which is like a pretty big, pretty much the, the only gym I had heard of that did independent training, um, you know, on a larger scale they're you know, they're a franchise very big in LA and now they're, I think nationwide. Um, so I was super excited to work at self-made and, and it was great working there. You know, you meet a lot of people, you learn that there's a lot of different ways to teach fitness. Um, and everybody's entitled to their own belief. Um, but yeah, so independent kind of that whole time, just renting a space. And then finally, uh, you know, the COVID, the COVID got to, to fit the fitness and we had to shut down. Um, and it threw everybody off. A lot of people decided either to quit. Um, some people just took a break like myself. I took a break and then I just brought my clients to my house. I converted my garage that, that worked well, honestly, it was great. And then you have your next wave. Um, and it throws it off again, you know, when it comes to like these things, it's, it's people's like discretionary income they're spending. So whenever there's any kind of excuse, they're gonna, they're gonna find a way to get out of it. So that, so that happens. Like I'd say, it, you know, everybody knows it happens around Christmas time, right? You have to have it kind of built in to, to retain your clients, but it, it happened, you know, it's happened and you just, you know, recover. Um, so after it happened, that second wave, I was like, you know what? I don't, I'm sick of kind of, you know, having the people at my house as far as, you know, I have a, I have a Doberman and, and she would bark. She'd wake up my wife, wake up my son, throw, throwing things off. So I was like, you know what? I need to quit being scared. Um, like I was, I made enough income to pay rent somewhere. And I, and I just started looking for buildings. I just look at, you know, everybody I know does that. <laughs> just start looking at building. You're looking for the perfect building and it's, and it's hard. And I finally found one, um, you know, at a good price point and the guy was working with me. It's like, he was just super cool about it. And it just, it was easy. It wasn't hard. I didn't have to jump through a bunch of hoops. So I finally, you know, grew a pair and got, and got this place that I'm at now. Um, and it's been good. I mean, it's, you know, I'm only about four months in and, you know, we, I don't know what wave we're on anymore, but 
I mean, it, it seems to throw your business off every time and it feels like the end of the world, but you know, you just survive. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love your, your brutal self-honesty, you know, one of those things where it's, it's really, um, it's hard to take the blame for a lot of stuff or to put yourself on the spot, but you're like, Hey, look, I, you know, I had to grow a pair. I did it. So, you know, so, so you go to the house, that's kind of a COVID thing. And then that gets to be a pain in the ass. So all right, I got to find a spot. So when you found the spot, like what things factored in for you? Was there a specific size range you wanted to be? Was there a specific part of time, retail, commercial, like how did, or was it, you know, was it slim enough pickings that you're like, this is the best that I can do. And I got to move or else I'm going to, I'm going to lose, lose the nerve to do it. Like what stuff factored in there? Um, yeah, I would say it was, de it was definitely tough finding a build. Like I kind of follow, you know, a lot of the fitness, you know, at this point, everybody's, you know, a fitness marketer, you know, some, some, some are legitimate and they've done the work, right? Like uh, in the army, we talk about be no do. So we can't have somebody teaching if they themselves can't do the work themselves. That just doesn't work. So that's a military thing that I, that I appreciate. That's the old man in me. Right. But in, in, with the Instagram world, you got, everybody's an expert. Um, but, but I did find, you know, like, uh, Alex Hermazi, you know, uh, was a gym launch. And of course I'm, I didn't have the money to pay them. I mean, they're like 30, I think at that time they were like 30 grand. Right. And I'm just thinking I'm small, but of course you can get free information. So one of the main things they preached was to, to get a building under $3,000. That's the main thing. Um, I think $3,000 around 2000 square feet, like, you know, not going too big. So of course me, I was like, okay, well, if that's the information they give to a normal, you know, the average, you know, person trying to open a gym, I'm going to like lower it even more. So I was like, okay, I'm going to look for, you know, a building that's, you know, about 2000. And I just looked every single day and my wife would be like, what are you doing? Like I'd always be on Craigslist. Like, She's like, what are you looking, are you looking at trucks? I'm like, I'm not looking at trucks. Like, I swear, I'm looking, I'm looking for buildings. And she's like, oh, okay. Fin finally found one. It was like, and it actually had equipment in it. They were this company, they do like a computer repair. And they used one of their, you know, adjacent buildings as like an employee gym. Um, you know, it had some like old Paramount uh, equipment, stuff that would never be, like nobody would use. It was just kind of funny. Like he told me nobody used it. Like um, they had like a makeshift shower in the bathroom. He's like, most people would just like maybe do like a little bit of cardio and use the shower. So basically he just wanted to kind of free up that space. It was just, he was just wasting money on it. So he's like, so that he decided to sublease it. So I found the, you know, essentially the perfect building. And that was really the only thought I was just looking for that nice price point. As it is, it was hurting my soul that I went from having no rent to having rent, but I knew to grow, you know, you have to, you know, you always have to make an adjustment and it all, and it scares you every time, every single thing I've done that was hard in my life, you know, was always worth it. Um, so that was the main factor. Um, yeah. And that's, I just went for it and I'm, I'm still so early, man. It's like, I'm not like I could you know give too much advice on it, but I'm one thing I'm, I know, I knew I could survive. I had enough clientele to be in the green. So that's, I didn't just jump into it. I had some, you know, I was very lucky to have some clients that have been with me for a while um, to kind of hold it down so that I could just make that move and then build upon that. Got it, got it. So we're about four-ish months in to this space. You're a one-man show. Um, having, you know, and we'll talk through working through it, like really two main offerings would be either semi-private training or personal training. So roughly right now, how many people like in a given week are you training? Um, 
I, I, I don't, I work a split day right now. Um, I usually cap it. I think the most I've had here at one time, I don't really know the number when you do it that way. I only know it by hours. I'm not people that have to do some random math. Yeah, but uh, That's fine too. I was going to back into the math. I'd say when I was at my kind of peak recent, like, which was before, would have been June, but I'd say it was a month prior, May. Um, I think I was at about 28 hours, which for me is right in my wheelhouse. Um, my golden hours are 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. Um, 9 a.m. is usually hard to fill. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll work a split day, train a couple people at night um, just to kind of offset it. So if I can get five people on my one-on-one -on -one rate, I'm perfectly happy with that. Um, so, but of course, the math never works out that well. Um, so you have to do things like, you know, I do train Saturday. My wife doesn't like that, but, but I do. It doesn't bother me because I feel like the biggest hindrance for most people is when they're not with me. So if I could be with them one more of those you know, you know, most people work a nine to five Monday through Friday. If I could get them on a Saturday, I could just kind of keep their head in the game. Cause you know, most people it's the weekend, If they can get through what, uh, 12 weekends, you know, with, with, you know, minor, minor mistakes, but nothing too crazy. The average person can probably lose that 10 to 15 pounds. They've been looking to lose for 10 years and they could literally do it 90 days. Like some of those 90 days, you know, transformations are crazy and that we all know they're bull crap, you know? But, yep. it's not, but a lot of other people think losing weight's impossible and it's not. So yeah, that's, that's, that's my, my, my angle. Got it. Got it. So you're, you have a rough idea. You're not one of these people and I give them all the credit in the world, but it's, it's different. You're not, I talked to people recently that they're like, yeah, I train 14 sessions a day or 16 sessions a day. And you know, whether you're doing half hour, 45 hours, it's just a lot of people. That's, that's not where you want to be. You want higher quality and lower quantity and, and not to, to burn yourself out on doing this 24 seven. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Like it's self-made. There's people that do that. And, and, and I, and, and I mean, they make, some of them make good money. Some of them are at least charging at a rate where at least they could justify it to me. Like, you know, I'm a little older. I'm not going to work 14 hours. Maybe if they're, like you said, if they're 30 minutes, it's possible, but the, the a lot. Yeah, the people I've come across, they don't, like, I have people, mind you, they're usually not my best clients, but the kind that count minutes, like, if you finish two minutes early, they're like, hey, we have two minutes left. So, the, the most people, they want that, they believe it takes an hour to work out. In my opinion, it doesn't. It's more about your effort, of course, your intensity. You know, we could all do the same workout, and our intensity could be completely different. We don't know how many, you know, not to get all jargony, but, like, we don't know how many, you know, some people are leaving 10 reps in reserve. Um, and they, you know, just like anything, just like some people think they're tracking their food accurately and there's as off as like 60, 70%. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the other things that, you know, it, we're going to get into the semi-private versus PT thing, but one of the other things that comes up a lot is people open up and a lot of times we get a one man show and then at some point, you know, they're like, well, maybe I'll rent space out to another trainer or bring someone else in there. And I know it's early in this version of this for you, but do you think that'll ever be in the cards to bring somebody else under your roof? Or are you, you know, too protective of the brand of the space? Do you think to feel yeah. that? I'm definitely very protective of my brand. Um, you know, like I said, a lot of my issues are, you know, self, self-induced, whatever you want to describe that. Um, yeah, because I am, I have like standards. Um, I definitely don't want to be one of those people that, you know, you know, I don't know, you know, a lot of the best businesses, 
they're the best based on their volume. You know, like you said, the guy training 14 people a day are all 14 getting, getting that same quality. Probably not. Honestly, in my opinion, I'd say after about five people, you're fading, you're starting to fade. Like if you start in the morning, you're, you know, I feel like you're, you're, later people in the day, the people you have later in the day, they get a little less, less of you. Um, and you see it all the time. You watch trainers, they're on their phone the whole damn time. Um, that was one of the things I liked about self-made, at least the CEO, he was not about that. You weren't allowed to eat in the, like he didn't want you to eat in the gym and like in front of clients or be on your phone. And some people hate stuff like that, but I guess it's the military. Me, I love, I love that. Like why outside of taking a video of your client, which even that I, I really don't want to do, but I can't really have a videographer at all times, but yeah, I don't like that. I'm trying to give them their full focus, especially when you're getting, you know, charging, you know, 50 is a lot of money to me, 50 a session. I remember when I moved it up to 50 people you know, will downplay that, but it, I'm sorry, if I'm taking anybody's money, I'm not just going to be on my phone while they work out. I just, that just can't happen. So yeah, it's all about, you know, less volume, better quality. And for that, it is tough to kind of hand over the keys. So I would say if anything, I would sublease probably with a, probably with the goal of just like offsetting my, my rent so that I could, you know, do what I'm doing and not be coming out of that hole. That'd be probably my goal, but I do realize that that's not the smart way to do it. I should just you know, run it like, like a business, but, but, but it's hard. If I'm going to do that, I honestly wouldn't even want my name on it. I guess I'd rather go like a franchise route, like own an orange theory or a, you know, there's a lot of like a, a nine rounds, you know, they have so many that you could just kind of jump into just like a subway. It's not like you need to be a millionaire to have one. I think if I was going to run a business that way, I would rather it not like now this is me because people right. have seen me. I can't really down. I don't, I don't want to downgrade the quality. Um, so I would say it'd be hard for me to do like probably the way that would make me the most money. <laughs> that's the best way I could describe it. No, that's, that's fair. So that's theoretical. Let's talk about, um, what's in front of you right now is this balance that you're trying to figure out, I think, between semi-private training, one-on-one training, price points that you feel are fair for clients, that attract enough in the right people, and keep you from feeling like you're out of line with what you want to be doing. Like, at what point since opening did you realize that you got to you got to figure out where this is all going to head? Like, I know you had some ideas opening up, and you're still it's four months. So again, yeah. for the audience, you know, it's not like you expect you to have it figured out. But like, how has this evolved in the time you've been open? Um. I mean, it was doing pretty well. I would say up until June, June, I myself got, you know, the vid, I don't, you know, and, uh, that threw me off. Um, I'm, I learned early on in training to, uh, always have people pay in advance. So it didn't affect like my money yet, but it will affect next month. Cause I do have people that, you know, they, they got, they're scared. They're afraid to come outside again, you know, cause it, it's weird like that. But, um, I'm prior to that, uh, I train a real estate agent, great at sales. He's kind of like my free coach. He said, Mike, let's just try to add one client a month. Whether, you know, semi-private will, will count maybe two or three as one, but, and I, it just, it just happened kind of naturally. And I'm in, in a completely different area too. Um, and I am hard on myself. As, and then he reminds me, he's like, dude, you're at month four. He's like, there's businesses that in their uh, business plan, they know they're not profitable for years. He's like, so you're, you're fine. 
And of course, I'm not some big thing. Whenever I need to shut it down, I could shut it down. Like I could shut shut it down tomorrow. Work it out with you know, um, you know who I have my lease with. But um, yeah, so it's been, it was it's growing fine. It's growing. I've been doing about a thousand more in revenue each month. So I'm you know, obviously you can, you know it's just like fitness. It's not linear, but I feel like it was on pace to be linear until I got the vid. Um, and you know, it kind of throws you off mentally. Mostly, it wasn't too bad, but it feels like I took kind of June off, but, but yeah, I've been building pretty well, in my opinion, if I could continue this, you know, without, and I don't spend a lot of money on marketing every once in a while, I'll pop an ad out there. Um, it's usually off referrals, you know, referrals and past clients, referrals, stuff like that. But yeah, so doing okay. All right. So the part of the process for you is figuring out, what you're going to enjoy the most, like what mix of any semi-private versus personal training. So if you had, if you had to pinpoint it now where we are, and obviously things are subject to change, what do you think, what kind of mix do you think you'd end up with to have the balance you want of income versus satisfaction with training versus hours you work? Yeah, I would say, yeah, like, like, I, you know, I'm flying by the seat of my pants to an extent. Um, not, not quite to where obviously I'm good enough to where I could sustain be in the green. Um, I would say truthfully, I'm going to kind of use like another what eight months, try to kind of use like about a year to kind of decide, but I'd say right now I'm at about 50%. Um, I'm doing about 50% semi-private 50% one-on-one. I don't have an issue with that. I would say like after doing, you know, I did join some like groups, like Facebook groups, stuff like that. Looking back, of course, I did everything wrong. Like they, these, they have it down to a science. Like as far as like uh, doing all your pre-sale stuff before you even have your building like outfitted, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, you're selling your spots before they're even there. You're showing them that the gym's coming. You're using that money to finance your equipment. Like, dude, I just paid for all my equipment myself, did all that stuff wrong. But um, I would say since I'm already in the mix, I would probably keep it around, you know, 50, 50, 60, 40. I was going to, I would say if I was going to do it again, I would probably, I could for sure have saved money, which, which, which I've learned now over the time. Like as far as for the group, I don't need half the stuff I have in here. Um, like my dumbbells, I'm pretty much the only one that could lift the third tier. Like no, none of my clients touch that third tier, you know, dumbbells, the ones I have are four bucks a pound. So it's like, I have multiple sets, you know, up to, you know, a hundred, a lot of weight, a lot of weight that just gets used by me. So that's one, one thing I, if I could go back in time, I would probably outfit it, you know, kind of like a CrossFit gym. Um, I used to hate like that whole concept, but now I don't, I mean, you could, there's, there's studs in CrossFit. There's, there's good info in CrossFit. There's people that program good, but yeah, I would say if I could go back in time, I would outfit this gym more for, for group. But since I didn't, then I'm just going to roll with what I'm doing, which is kind of hybrid because you have those people that gravitate toward one-on-one. -on -one. They, they don't even believe me when I tell them, Hey, you could do group and save money that no, you'd be surprised. Like you have the people that are like, no, I'd rather pay more and just be with you. You're always going to have those people. So I have to kind of leave my options open. And, you know, since I'm a one man show, I could do that. But obviously, you know, there's, there's definitely better. Like I said, as far as profitability, there's better ways to do it. But for now, I'm just going to rock with what I'm doing because it is working. And yeah. And it gives you a nice, you know, sometimes, sometimes it is nice to have group. Like when you just did all one-on-ones and you have group, there's no discussion. Like I have, I have a group 
a group, it's like a, a family, and they just kill it. They come here, work out, never complain. It's nice. Whereas, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, you know, you're going to have days where people are kind of, you know, I call it dragging ass or not doing, do, you know, just, they're just, they're going to come to their spot because they don't want to waste it. But with the group, it is really all fitness-based, you know, so, so that's the, the good, ben the benefit of it. Just kind of, you know, nice little balance. All right. One more thing I want to dig into before we run out of time here. We touched on it before, but it varies a lot. You have, you have nutrition coaching. You're, you're very big on having, making sure people are doing both. Is it just automatically baked into your training, into your prices, into the conversations that you have with clients? Do you have it as an a la carte? And, and what are your biggest things that you do to get any degree of adherence from people? Because adherent, you know, we know people have great programs and that people don't follow them or mediocre yeah. programs that people follow, they get better results. So where does that, how's that plugged in for you and how do you get, you know, adherence to where it can be? Yeah. So for me, it is all included. So to, that's one of the things I, I used to be a flat rate. I was 50 bucks. I would even let people train as many as four people. I was like, I just want, I just want that. Right. Um, and then, you know, I literally won't train you if you don't want to, if you don't want to do the nutrition at, at least if they're a weight loss client, if they're a, like, if they're like, Oh, I just want to like learn how to work out Roger that that's very rare though. But, uh, most people, they come to a trainer to lose weight. At least if, if they're the ones that are going to spend money, like the people in the strength world, I think it'd be smarter to get program online programming, talk to your coach weekly. Most people come for weight loss. So I won't even train you if you're not going to walk. Cause to me, that makes me look bad. And it, it just doesn't align. I know that that's not going to work for you. I'm going to get the blame and be like, oh, your training doesn't work. Nobody's training works for weight loss without, you know, being in a calorie deficit. It's really that simple. So it's, it's all inclusive. Like I said, I'm, I, it's not necessarily the best business practice. Um, I probably should, you know, upcharge and do these things. Um, but for now, it's not an issue. Like I'm growing. Uh, I use tra I use the Trainerize app, so like that online training app. But I actually use it for my in-person clients. So, which is probably dumb. I could probably just do it through text. But it's the little details that people like, you know, little things like a shirt. I don't sell my my shirts like I'm some like Nike and I'm some cool guy. Like, no, you get it. You know, I appreciate you. Do, you know, giving me a, a good amount of your your hard-earned money. Give them a shirt. Um, add them on trainerize they get their little uh enrollment link it's just a little it's just cool for my one-on-ones i actually do we do track the workouts reps so that we're using you know making sure we do have progressive overload in there um for the group kind of doing it more um intuitively which i'm pretty good at for beginners to intermediates it's not till you get advanced where i have to like you know percentages and things like that bust out like you know what dumbbells you, you used last time let's try to get more reps um you know maybe when you do better than that, uh, we could add weight. So I kind of do it for them. It's a little less, uh, you know, sophisticated, but for my one-on-ones, I am making sure we're getting better. We're getting stronger and we're using trainer eyes for the group clients right now. Cause I'm small. I have been using all of my trainer eyes slots, even for group clients. Um, so they're kind of getting more <laughs> than they get at a lot of places. Um, and I think they don't really realize that because if, say I'm their first trainer, they think that's how all trainers operate. Most of my friends, some of them even charge more. They don't even, they won't even touch the topic of nutrition, um, which I guess is fine. And you're allowed to do whatever you want, but like, nah, well, like when you leave me, I want you to be able to go to a gym, 
not be somebody being recorded by someone else for having terrible form and like be on TikTok. I want you to be able to maintain what we've done, even though it's hard, even for me, it's like coming off a diet, it's really hard to maintain, but I want them to understand the whole, the concepts. I don't do meal plans. I've learned that. Like, don't give people these things that they have to know the concept. So I'm teaching them, you know, how many calories per gram are in each thing. So they could, so they could carry this on. You know, they don't have to train me forever. Don't get it. You know, I do have people that want to train me for an extended amount of time and I will keep them. I won't be like, Hey, you have to leave. Don't train with me anymore. But, uh, for the most part in an ideal world, they would learn a lot. They would get the results fairly quick and I would just, you know, get the referral off it, be able to use the, the progress photo. But yeah, so yeah, I do kind of everything. Everything's all inclusive. I, I don't really have anything all the car. I thought about doing the online thing, but, um, it's funny cause I have the, I, I know how to use the app I'm pretty good with it at this point, but I just feel like, uh, I just wasn't really successful when I did try to kind of pitch the online, like just trying to find that right price point. I don't know how these influencers are doing it. I don't know what they're doing is the truth. I know there's a lot of bull, bullshit out there, you know? So, so yeah, for now I'm just kind of keeping it simple. Um, and I am old school, so I like to see them. You know, and the people that gravitate toward me, they're also someone that want to work kind of a little closer, uh, a little more exclusive. They want to be able to text me. You know, I have a lot of people, they're at a restaurant, they text me. I enjoy that. That's what I enjoy. So that's why when I think about the group, it just, man, it doesn't align with what I'm doing because I would have to be a lot more popular. You know, you do have these big companies that they could charge, you know, that you see them all the time that workout programs, diets, they're 30 bucks a month, but it's like they have 5 million followers. So it's, of course, they could do that volume. They have systems and a million employees, you know, remote and this and that. I just run it kind of more old school um, to a fault sometimes, but somebody's got to keep that alive, you know? Yeah, for sure. For what it's worth after, uh, you know, on the air, off the air, you know, I have these conversations you know, hundreds of times uh, um, with different gym owners. And I got to give you some credit there. I think, especially in the, the body transformation world where most people, they'll, they'll probably start with a trainer for weight loss or something yeah. like that. Uh, having nutrition built in and not optional, I think puts you far and away above the people doing it a la carte. I hear more people that don't get it launched than not just having it built in. Like, Hey, if you want the results, you need fitness, nutrition, and accountability. I'm going to check on you. I'm going to train you. I'm going to help you figure out what you need to eat. So having it built in yeah. takes the option away and then supercharging it, using trainerize for your check-ins, your accountability, your, your one-on-one -on -one clients. I think I still think trainerize is the best options, the best app that's yeah. out there. So embracing technology to that extent again some of the most successful trainers that i see i know you're not one to pat yourself on the back give yourself a lot of credit but those things sometimes take people a long time to learn and they're like oh if i just tell people they need to do nutrition i build it into the price and we do it right away they'll get better results and yeah. then they'll like yes yes but what if people don't don't take those clients yeah like i try not to be too mean about it um but the thing is, they're gonna. The, the truth is, when they if they don't get results, they're gonna say it didn't work, right? So it's like, when I see that, um, when I see they're slipping, I'll kind of tell them, hey, like, this doesn't benefit you or me, like, you know, because you're getting a little bit of money, right? It's an exchange of services, but nobody's paying me enough to like change my life, like in a mo in a moment, right? So, really, 
I need you, I need you to do well, to kind of show and you're going to kind of the proofs in the pudding that I could, you could get, you can get fit, you know? So this way people believe that it's possible. If not, if I'm not going to get it like a, a decent, it doesn't have to be a crazy transformation. I'm not one of those people think like even right now, like I'm not in my top shape that I like, I'm in great shape. Right. But even I forget that I'm in great shape because you're on Instagram all day. Right. So yeah, you don't have to have a huge transformation to lose like 50 pounds or 30 pounds. Like sometimes it's 15, 20, but, but just something as long as you, to me, as long as you accomplish the goal you plan on accomplishing, you're fine. You don't have to do more than that. If your goals to get strong and you're not getting strong, you are failing. If your goal is to lose weight and you're not losing weight, you are failing. That's just the truth. I know that, you know, the new thing is like, normalize this, normalize this. It's like, no, you don't have to be perfect or any of this, but whenever you do anything, your whole, the whole point of starting was to accomplish that goal and there's nothing wrong with that. So that's it. I'm just trying to, whatever they say out loud, which is huge in training, trying to get them to say it out loud. That's what I shoot for. I don't try to give them some, you know, some crazy, some crazy goal that seems unattainable. I'll be like, Hey, like, where do you envision yourself in a few months? Like, you know, and you know, and that's, that's where we try to go. Nothing too far, but, but yeah. All right. Well, speaking of goals, that's where we're, we're just about out of time. And I want to wrap up with that. You're only four months into this thing, but you're out on your own. You got a taste of it, the freedom to do whatever you want. What do you have for short-term, long-term goals for this? Is it to stay in this location and just max it out? Do you think you'll ever want to be bigger is there anything above and beyond this or is it just let's make this as good as it can be and, and worry about the rest when it comes? I would say I kind of just know, just identifying it, the issue. Um, I would say I know at a certain point I have to take myself out of it to an extent. Um, I can't just keep raising my price, raising my price. I mean, I probably could, but it would just make marketing a lot harder. So I'd say probably my exit plan, you know, would probably be, yeah, whether I'm bringing on, um, I think I'd lean more toward bringing on independent trainers here. Um, that's kind of where I see myself going. Like, you know, if you're, you know, you're a good leader, you should be able to train people. I should be able to add a few people to the team. Obviously if you go too big, then you might not be able to you know, keep that quality control. But I would say I probably will bring on a couple trainers. Cause like, even right now, I don't really work any evenings. Um, I work a split day, two days a week, but for the most part, I'm 5am to about noon. So I'm this building you know, I have this building that's just wasted um, pretty much all weekend outside of really early and then most of the evening. So I'd say try to find somebody like me that's maybe sick of the corporate gym world and maybe a younger person because I have a family. So like I, I'm not going to train at night um, at least too frequently. I do it a couple days a week and that's fine. But you have other people like even when I worked at Self-Made, some of the people that do the best, they train at the opposite schedule. Their day starts at 5 p.m. and they go tell shit. Some people go to midnight. You know, I have to go to bed by 8.30 because I'm waking up at 4.15. So for me, that sounds crazy, but there's, you know, multiple ways to do it. So I'd say, yeah, this building is kind of wasted. I would, my first thing is going to be to probably add a trainer, maybe just one. Um, and then uh, for now, just ride up the sleep, just survive, honestly. I mean, things happen all the time. Like this month we had the little, you know, there's, there's, that COVID, I don't know what wave they're on, but it's, it's going around. And, you know, you get in your head and you're like, man, you know what? I'm just going to get a job. It happens. I do it all the time. I mean, I'm a normal person. I get in my, and then my wife will just have to tell me like, you're like getting all, you're acting like we're like losing everything. It's not a big deal. Things happen. So you just got to pivot. But um, yeah, for sure surviving. Um, I have to make it through my lease. 
the, like the person that had this building before it was a yoga studio, you know, they didn't survive. Um, and mind you, that was, you know, that first, that first wave, which nobody was ready for, of course, you know, the two weeks to, to, to you know, flatten the curve. Yeah. Whatever they call it. I forgot. But, uh, that shit got extended in it and it ruined it. It ruined people and their businesses. You know, it's the, it's definitely the uh, small business killer. So yeah, honestly survival. Um, and I'm perfectly fine with that. Like I don't have to do, I'm hard on myself, but I don't have to do great this first year, even in two years, a lot of, if, even if I just learn concepts, I get better at my marketing. I'm happy with that. Like if I, if I got my bills paid a little bit of dough in my pocket, like it's all good. But yeah, so for now, I'd say the main thing is probably going to be adding on maybe a trainer or two to kind of fill that void, maybe offset my rent so it doesn't feel like as much of a burden because it is kind of crazy. You know, I have a mortgage and stuff. So it's like, you know, you start your in the month like in the hole. It's, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's different. Like mentally, it'll it'll freak you out, you know. You got to come up with, I can't even imagine how people, like you said, the people that do like a really big, large square footed gym and they have like, you know, it's way harder than it looks. And nobody tells you about their fails. Like, oh no, they don't. like the gym just shuts down your friends over there painting a house. You're like, wait, you just had a gym last week and now you're painting a house. Like, you know, we had a client right now. So it's like, it's not easy. It's not easy. Just, just surviving. Got it, man. All right. We got to wrap this thing up. Last question is going to be an easy one for you. Where can people find you? Website, social media, where they find advanced basics. Yeah, so website is Advanced Basics Fitness. Jeez, I don't even know. My wife makes all my stuff. Um, I think it's just no. It's just is it, it just Advanced Basics? I honestly don't even remember, dude. I don't go to my website very much. I, it, I know fitness, my, my Instagram is Advanced Basics. My Instagram's easy. It's just Advanced Basics. Yeah. Um, I, I just double checked it. Oh yeah. Oh dude. Yeah. See, there you go. We had to change it. I remember that it's AB fit sack. The whole point was so it'd be easier to remember. Hey, I'm not going to on Instagram. You're not going to see any foo-foo exercises. You're going to see real shit that gets results. If you're a, if you're a grade a trainer and you're out in the Sacramento area and you want to hit Mike up, who knows, maybe there'll be a spot for you. If you're looking for a trainer, most of our audience is, is trainers and owners, but you never know. You got to refer somebody out in Sacramento, send them to check out AB Fit Sack. Mike, anything else for us before we let you go? No, nah, I'm solid, bro. All right. I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on with us today. And I wish you continued success, sir. All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And everyone out there listening, we appreciate you. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you want to hear more, hit the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.